welcome to desi return diaries embracing home again the podcast that shares personal journeys and expert insights on returning to india i'm your host avinash pedi here to guide and inspire you on your desi return journey i'm very excited to have anish and swati uh, on the uh, podcast today to share their experience uh, anish and swati uh, lived in us for 9 years and returned to india uh, and uh, welcome anish and swati to the show thank you thank you thank you avinash cool uh, so maybe you can uh, tell a little bit about your background and what motivated you to move back to india okay so both of us went to the us in 2014 for our masters and that's where we both met uh, so we did our masters at nc state and then following our masters we went to pennsylvania for our jobs and both of us were working at the same company again um so we spent 6 and a half 7 years in pennsylvania and then we moved back this november so it has been 6 months so far yesterday um yeah yesterday it has it, it was the wide stroke for 6 months uh yeah Congratulations on the six-month milestone. Uh, so, what's the motivating factor, or what's the decision behind uh, making this move after like nine years in US? So, uh, I I would say there wasn't a single motivation factor. There was several triggers that happened over the course of nine years, eight and a half uh, to be precise. The biggest factor is our personality. So, I would say both of our personalities are better suited. for the indian culture uh we gel well within the indian culture our our uh likes and dislikes are more inclined towards how this culture you know how we were brought up how this culture uh how our culture works to be and uh so over course of and a half years we had several triggers that uh, made us think about moving back to india pretty seriously a uh, few of those triggers uh, so the first trigger was uh, i would say uh, i think the the immigration the immigration rules and immigration rules. the difficulty in just you know visiting india and then going back mm-hmm. so plan ahead so much just to visit and see your family um i think that was a big factor yeah the second one um was again as i mentioned the personality so we had a, a dense group of friends and uh, you know close friends over there but over a period of time they started you know relocating and swear uh, you know so a few of them came back to india so they told us their success stories of coming back to india and then the third one was a recent one was two years back we had a daughter uh, and that made us think pretty seriously about coming back uh, we wanted our daughter to grow up in the same environment as we did Okay, seems like there are some few motivation success stories from your friends uh, that triggered, you know, some thought process of relocating back to India. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, your story can, uh, you know, motivate some other individuals too, right? Uh, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the thought. I, it already has started. I mean, when we came back to India, I wrote a Facebook post. Uh, I think I wrote three posts up till now. One was just the um you know the post to you the, know the to process, help people yeah to help people what, what you know what was the process we followed to come back to india 
the second one was when we immediately landed a month after that and then the third one was a uh, five month or a four month check in post okay that we are vibing we are happy <laughs> that's so great. a lot of people did back very positively on those posts a few of them called me they uh, they wanted to know more on you know the details about the process so it's good that it's helping out people that's great so once you decided to move back like uh, how long uh you took for the process like you know in terms of preparing to relocate uh and uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have encountered uh for the relocation so i think timeline wise uh march 2022 is when we made the decision of coming back and november 2022 was when we actually relocated so we had 6 to sound yeah yeah um yeah so uh, about like even if we had made the decision about 7 months back we didn't really start preparing for the move yeah immediately after we made the decision so i think that's one thing that we should have done sooner because by the end uh, while the date was closing in it was very difficult to get rid of stuff especially the smaller stuff we weren't worried about the big things the cars the bigger furniture but the devil is in the smaller things so that was a very um i can imagine right uh, if uh, someone has been living even for like 6 years 9 years the a number of things that you would accumulate you know think about like even just moving from it just i think depends on the size of the house you just have to fill it in right uh, that's uh, how it goes um i can understand i think uh, you know people underestimate how much effort it is to even segregate or what is that we want to donate what is that we want to sell what is that we want to take uh, and it's just a decision process and the uh, and we just try to like uh, it's a very uh, involved and you know people underestimate it and uh, uh, just going through that is is very involved process yeah right and i think the biggest challenges we faced when returning to india is the emotional part it is the fear of unknown uh so that uh that is difficult to you know really measure or you know to be prepared for and there's a difference between wanting to move to india and actually deciding to move and you know actually moving there is a lot of emotional turmoil that happens in between and uh, you know you, you meet a lot of people who are against it you uh, meet a lot of people who are trying to impose their fear on you because you know living in america a lot of people majority of the people they want to come back some way or the other sometime you know uh, and they, they most of them the most of the people that we met they they actually they want to come back you know and it is this fear of unknown that prevents them or maybe there are some valid legit reasons why they are not able to come back that is that you know that is fair but a lot of them they want to come back and they try to impose this fear on you that you know are you sure are you really sure because it's uh, i think we are uh, you know while we are obviously making our dream come true in some way we are also making their dream come true but physically it's not them it's us yeah so it's kind of i don't want to say jealousy but it's kind of uh, the the feeling of being um, uh, the fear of missing out or fear fear of being left out that is why they are try to uh, kind of make this you know um, they they try to create this environment of fear as well i mean it's nothing negative about it it's a human tendency i mean 
if uh, somebody is making a big decision, we tend to make sure that they are thinking this through. So we tend to create this fear of envy. And it could also be as a good wisher, right? I mean, uh, just because it's a big move, and uh, have you considered A to X or you know all these options? So right. and you have planned accordingly. Sometimes uh, it's just more from a well-wisher's perspective, but also at the same time, whatever the fears that they have gone through, uh, you know, when they were considering this option, they try to make sure that you consider this, right? So that additional, uh, uh, you know, pointers make you like sometimes question the decision. But I think you know, uh, being strong, and once you made the decision, I think you know, sticking to it, and uh, you know, making that happen, uh, which is you know, congratulations on that. Uh, so with that said, I think you mentioned about this emotional journey, right? Or the unknown factor. So now that you have been living here for almost six months, what was your expectation before the move, and what did you learn within the six months? You know, so that maybe you can, uh, uh, you can, you know, give some light in terms of these concerns that the people might have. Uh, what what is real concerns? What is what has been your experience? So at least you can shed some light that could help some people. No, oh, it has broad answer. I think um, so. Luckily, I think for us, our ex. Um, first of all, we we hadn't expected that we would get settled in so fast. We had lowered our expectations, honestly, and we had said, "Okay, we are moving in November. Maybe until March, we won't have a place of our own, and it'll take full time." And but luckily, fortunately. We got our place of our own in January, and we were able to move in in January, and everything just, you know, fell into place. It was like this was just meant to be, and uh, the move went very smooth. And immediately we started noticing the pros. You know, we had made a spreadsheet back where we listed the pros and cons of India and the pros and cons of US, and we started seeing the pros. Uh, the services over here, being closer to your family, being able to meet your family and friends quite frequently. Um, so I think, uh, I think overall it was smooth. One of the thing is when we say US, right? It is very uh, point to be noted is very specific to where in US you are. Mm-hmm. Correct. People from California, people from Texas, Florida, typically warmer weather's. Um, you know, they will have a different perspective about this move. Versus we were in a uh, not uh, you know in the colder states, right? Pennsylvania, uh, probably not as cold as the northeast, but Pennsylvania is pretty cold. Um, you know, four months of the year you are typically enclosed in a house and you can't get out. You know, it's a because of the environment. Uh, uh, so again, so I think the fact that our daughter can be outside twenty four by seven, literally, uh, you know, is is a major motivating factor for us. Um, it's good to see even our parents you know they are agile they can do a lot of stuff here they can take out a car and they can take our daughter with them you know and go or make her move around places to places so there is a lot of pros that we started noticing there are cons as well and we'll probably come back to that come come to that uh, so I think uh, from uh, in general from a move perspective I think it takes a lot of preparation I think it's uh, when you come to the US, uh, you know, typically for masters, we take a year, right? We almost take a year. We do the GRE and the uh, TOEFL, and then we do the SOPs and letter of recommendation. So it and then the visa process it takes around two months to get the visa. So and then we started start shopping, meeting around our family, saying goodbyes. So it's the same process coming back. 
so it takes definitely takes six to eight months to prepare yourself mentally, physically. Because uh, if you don't do that, then it is highly unlikely that you will be very, um, you know, you will easily settle in. Cool. So uh, I think you kind of touched about uh, the time it would take to settle. Uh, right, I think is one of the unknown factor, and uh, I don't think you know as you mentioned. We don't. Like, we, don't we don't. We don't still call ourselves settled. <laughs> but to uh, I think the expectation to what happened. I think you're very happy, like the progress that you have made uh, uh, in terms of that. So, any other uh, things that you have considered, you know, from a that kind of, uh, you know, questioning about your move, or you know, but you decided to make a move, for example, right? I mean, you have like some other uh, factors that could also be considered. Anything that you want to highlight, uh, other than the time it would take to settle, uh, you know. Uh, in your consideration yeah, for the relocation. Yeah, there is a culture shock. Living in the US for eight and a half, nine years uh, prepares you to be a different kind of personality. You know, they, they, they change it. It changes your personality. Yes. It definitely affects your personality. You uh, you are independent. Uh, you know, you build your own cocoon with your own comfort spots, comfort things, comfort, uh, you know, uh, people around you. Uh, so, Changing that again in an environment which is drastically different is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing I would say is uh, there is a little bit of thought in your mind when you're going back that you would see the same people, you would see the same things, you would have the same experiences as you had before you went to the US. Like the people in India. Yeah, like, right. yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. That can get you for failure. So I would I would recommend not doing that because people in India have moved on. They've got used to you, you not being around them. And that takes a while for you to, you know, grasp and, and get used to that. So you just have to give it time and then they'll get to again you being around them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> just the proximity makes a lot of difference in terms of how they... <laughs> pursue and you know involve and everything yeah uh so maybe switching gears a little bit uh so what are the things that you miss in us and what are the things that you like uh uh in india like you know just like contrasting between you know living there versus here uh from your perspective so again i think this is specific to where we lived in the us we lived in pennsylvania where there were a lot of farms so we went picking every season Whenever the picking started, every fruit that we picked uh, that grows in the U uh, in Pennsylvania, probably. So we miss that peace and calm of the countryside and um, having fresh ice cream out of a dairy farm and just the peace and quiet of nature around you. But at the same time, it's a pro and con. Like we had that, but we were missing not having people around. And now over here, you have people around you. You're meeting. Uh, someone every weekend or even every other day for that matter and then you start missing like oh I think I need that calm again <laughs> we just goes in phases yeah. right I think we need both it's just sometimes you need the people to uh, mingle hang around and you need your own my time uh, you know just to decompress and uh, uh, and you know think through what. yeah so we also miss the the, the you know the the logistics, the like the roads, no, like the comfort of traveling, the infrastructure, sorry, yeah. uh, the comfort of traveling, uh, the free amenities like libraries, parks, uh, museums, 
all of that you know we miss that there are, and again higher quality of uh, just the information that you get over there yeah it's it is difficult to find here yeah. it's not it's uh, it, it's not impossible but it's difficult to find here and again you have to travel a lot to you know so to, you see something really good in india you have to travel a lot and uh, yeah or pay a lot to feel in that comfort the quiet the comfort and all of that do you have to pay a lot or travel a lot in the us it's pretty easy to get it got it uh i i think Keith, there is one thing that you mentioned earlier i think you had a spreadsheet of pros and cons of both countries i think i'm guessing that uh help you to kind of make a rational thought process instead of an emotional connection and doing it um uh, anything uh that you want to share with the audience uh you know uh the process that you approached with and how you went about like you know the decision process uh, uh anything that you want to share with the audience so i think as you said we really went we kept the emotional part aside and we really went very rational and objective Research when we were doing that spreadsheet we said okay what are the things that we really love about the us and we listed those okay what are the things you were really missing about india it's not like you don't like about us but more like what are you missing about india and then it started with family and all of that and then we started saying okay roads for example roads are not good in india roads are better in the us how important are roads in your life so like, yeah right. or in your decision making and so that's how we went like family we said okay that's very very important in in lives right now or forever so that's going to get a higher weightage so we really weighed those yeah i think the important factors were weather family uh uh the the proximity of friends work culture was a big one work culture which was a pro in the us but not so much in india but i mean we were both of us have just worked for a year in india so we we are not in a state to make a valid comment on that neither did it turn out good and uh, and then the other factor was uh yeah. you know the 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 comfort ease of life mm-hmm. because the india again the india we left and the india we are coming back to is very different very yeah. good point people have to think through that i mean maybe people might still be thinking india 10 years back and uh not like what's happening right i think people just have to spend enough time in some of these big metropolitans to get the feel of it i think uh, which is completely different than what they know about india when they left for example right and we asked these questions to a lot of people we spoke with a lot of people the last we people who were people who have been uh, you know who have been to different countries and they came back to india people who have been in india never went outside you no know, by choice they some people don't want to go outside by choice <laughs> people who have been to the us and they have gone to the india and people who have been in the us and they don't want to go back to india so there were like all these categories of people we spoke with and we got their perspective so that helped us build our pros and cons list as well you got you know might be biased so when we build this list and we go want to go back to india we want to align we want to give more points to india okay but i think you still went with a rational thought process it's not like you want to give but i think in terms of your weightage right, or the priority right. some rational yes but, but i think it's like this when you flip a coin and it's in the air you know what you want right So yes. and you have made the threat field already knew somewhere what we wanted which is like was the key yes by and, and 
I think that is bound to happen. And I think one of the, uh, let's say the trigger or the motivating factor is like, okay, today what do we think? What do we want to do today? We want to go back to India. So let's do it. I mean, we are not going to get this chance again. Yeah, not thinking about the future. Okay. If in future, we won't like it and we would want to come back. People stay there for their green cards, citizenship, whatnot. You know, I mean, typically, I'm just talking about the general crowd. Yeah. Not being very specific with cases. There are edge cases. But typically, people stay there. Okay, green card will be you know, it's going to be easy for me to travel back and forth. So I'll stay in the US for the, till that time. Okay, my daughter is just five years old. Our kids are just five years old. Maybe uh, up till 10 years old, it's safe. So we, you know, there are a lot of milestones that you push out. And we decided not to do that. We said, okay, you know, let's let's take it on. Let's let, let's see, you know, uh, how what what our challenges life brings on. Uh, I think both of uh, both of us had to be on the same page. Yeah, uh, it took us time Very to go there, get there. For sure. I mean, for such a big decision, uh, uh, if both of uh, uh, you know the spouses are not on the same page, it is just not going to be a smooth transition. Uh, and uh, and and you know there would be some challenges, uh, but it's a big, very important point. So I think you kind of touched a little bit on the work culture. Uh, so I would love to hear, like, you know, how did you transition from working in US to India in terms of whether finding a job or working for the same company? So how did you approach it? Anything that you can share with the uh, audience? Yeah, so both of our uh, companies didn't have any operations in India. They didn't have any offices in India, which is why we were assuming the worst. We were like, okay, we are going to resign and then go find a job in India. So we did that. We told our employers that we are moving back and surprisingly, yeah, we resigned actually. And surprisingly, both our employers came back and said, we are willing to support you in India. And even if for a short time. At that time, we were working for a different company. Yeah. So uh, we said, oh, okay, this is, this did, we did not contemplate this would happen. So let us think about it and uh, we'll come back. So what we decided is one of us keeps the US employment and then one of us leaves it and jumps into the uh, Indian job market. That's what we decided to do. So I was still working for my US company when I came here. And then he uh, interviewed for a company while we were in the US. uh, And then he got the job and uh, we came here and he could begin his job in, in a month, I think. And the point to be noted here is, I don't come from an IT background. I don't, I don't code. I'm not a software engineer. Okay, so I come from a hardcore mechanical. I'm not a mechanical engineer, but I, it's like automation background, like process automation, industrial automation, robotics, that type of environment, right? So people have this in mind that okay, I come from. If I'm not a software engineer, it's very difficult for me to get a job back in India. While it might be true, the opportunities might be, uh, you know, inclined towards more uh, software engineering roles, but I think in my case, uh, you know, I got past that fear and I was able, I was lucky enough to find a good employment, very close to where I live, uh, you know, and it worked out. So I think there is light at the end of the tunnel for people who are non-software guys. Okay, that's great. Uh, so how did you approach, uh, like, uh, I think I heard that you applied for these uh, opportunities mm-hmm. while in US. Uh, so anything that you can share uh, is that through LinkedIn or uh, um, is that through some of the job portals or is that through some referrals that you contacts that you have in India? 
uh, because I see some of these questions coming up regularly, right? How do we, uh, you know, try to uh, find a job before the move and not to take a, uh, you know, step and then after coming here to try to identify. So anything that you can share. So I work for a startup. So I directly contacted the owner of the startup or the founder. And uh, luckily, you know, it's in the same domain that I was working in the U.S., so it worked out. Uh, we, you know, I gave interviews online, and I got got a job. Oh, I think, uh, yeah. So uh, I was working for my US company, but then I left that in a couple of months, and now I'm working for a company in India. So my suggestion would be look for employers who are who have offices in US as well as India. That is going to help you a lot uh, to find a, an opportunity in India. And I I would say. Don't start too soon because then people don't really, it's not like they don't believe you, but it's like too too far for them to, you know, even start interviewing you. So maybe two months or three months before you move, start contacting people on LinkedIn or any other platforms you use and start sharing your story. Tell them that you're willing to coming back and it would make your move smoother if you already have an opportunity in hand and people start believing you then. <clears throat> Thanks. Uh, I know, I think you mentioned um, your yeah, daughter, two-year-old. Uh, yeah. Uh, how is she adjusting, you know, enjoying the time with the grandparents? So just uh, how, how, I mean, because that's one of the other big factor in your decision process, right? That she can play 24 by 7, literally. Uh, you know, in terms of that environment, in terms of the friends, in terms of the family supporting, uh, you know, how has it been so far? I think so. I think the, yeah. least negatively affected person. The move have been has been the smoothest for her. She has transitioned so well, and she has her grandparents around, all the others, chachas, chachis, aunties around her that pamper her. So I think yeah. the age is one of the factors because she's so young. That's the factor that uh, because she she doesn't have a reference line yeah. right now, so she yeah. can't compare. <laughs> she does. So I, I think she misses, I think she remembers a few things from the U.S. Yeah, she, she remembers her daycare, she remembers her teacher from the daycare and her friend. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on, from her end, I think it's more for the parents that they're more worried about, you know, about their kids than for the kids. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, they are so flexible than what we can even imagine. I think they are more adaptable than, uh, I think we underestimate that. Uh, especially at the engage, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Switching gears a little bit, um, you know, I think you have been living here for six months. Um, you know, anything that you want to share or uh, comment on the cost of living, you know, the expectation versus the reality, uh, uh, you know, things have changed in India, right? And uh, anything that you want to point out for the future aspirants that they need to consider uh, during their decision process yeah so as i mentioned before we did speak with the four categories of the people so uh, our recommendation would be is to talk to people who are living in india and get get exact numbers you know ask them what trend do they pay in the city that they are in what uh, what, what is the typical rent or the housing cost uh, what are the typical service costs that they they have to pay what are the conveyors yeah school fees conveyance that they have to pay. So get those numbers. Uh, so, you know, just like you do your own budget, uh, it's the same thing. You have to get the baseline cost uh, you have to, you know, that you pay in India. Uh, and then that will give you that, okay, then that will give you your savings 
you know, Delta asked, okay, this is how much I have to pay from my pocket for all the services. Cost of living wise, daycare is very cheap. As compared to, As compared to the really Again, it really depends. I, I, I think most of the answers is it depends because we have not enrolled her to a fancy daycare. But daycare is pretty simple in nature. Uh, you know, it has all the basic facilities that any other daycare has. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think there are there are many various levels of daycares that you'll find in India. There are, you know, just a regular uh, somebody as a lady working from home that type of daycare. Then there are centers like daycare centers that have mandates and that they follow certain policies. So similar that that is where she goes. And then there are really fancy daycares that have a curriculum. And, you know, that is where a personality development happens or like really they are expensive and they have other opportunities. So it depends on, on where you enroll your kid. But India has become expensive. I think that's one thing that we probably didn't consider when we said, okay, the India uh, India has changed a lot since we left. That's one factor we did not consider. We were like, okay, uh, chai used to be 10 rupees when we left and then came back on the way we got cha- a cup of chai and it was 25 or 35 or something we were like how can how can chai be 35 <laughs> what I yeah we would vote that difference yeah for sure yeah services are cheap in general you know domestic help is cheap obviously as compared to the US I think anything to do with uh, people services they are cheaper still in India mm-hmm. as compared you know, I'm talking about the ratio uh, yes if we become ratio yeah so that is cheaper in the in, in India. Products are uh, expensive. Products, especially that are coming from outside, are expensive. Clothes, uh, we are very, uh, you know, we don't buy branded clothes. Typically, I am not a person who buys branded clothes. I buy, you know, domestic, domestic clothes, local clothes. So even the the T-shirt that I'm wearing, that and and that is very cheap. That is really very cheap. So you can get a T-shirt for like two hundred and fifty rupees. 300 rupees good quality yeah right so that uh fruits are expensive yeah typically uh, in the u.s compared to the u.s again there is the balance here because fruits over here you can get different variety of fruits here Eat and seasons are much more in you know uh, much more variety than you get in the u.s uh so that mangoes yeah no <laughs> <laughs> mangoes are very, yeah. uh, very cheap as compared to the u.s uh, yeah, so I think uh, in general, products coming from outside are expensive. Um, products that are, you know, electronics are expensive. And I think uh, daycare is much more cheaper. Food is very cheap. Services are quite cheap. You can have, you can still have a meal in 150 rupees to 200 rupees, which can, which is like $3. Yeah. So you can't have, you can't have a healthy meal there in the for sure cool Uh, so looking back uh, is there anything that you could have done differently with the move I think I already mentioned this before we would have loved to start sooner because in the end it was a big chaos for us Uh, yeah we would have started sooner I think we didn't start sooner because we weren't ready to tell people that we are moving and stopped us from starting sooner if we were uh, and I think there was a combination because we didn't have a job 
Yeah. I think at that time we were very uh, afraid of uh, if we tell people, then they'll start asking us questions to or do where we were not ready to give answers for. Yeah. At that. So, yeah. So there was a multiple of things, but again, we can we could have started selling stuff. Yeah. Or donating it. Uh, we had to trust quite a. We had to trust a little bit of stuff at the end, um, but again, that could have been avoided. Got it. Um, and yes, and yeah, go ahead. say your car valuation. So if you, we didn't have a house there. We were renting a house. So if you have a house, start start the process sooner. Uh, start getting your finances uh, planned. You know, hire a CA in India, hire a tax consultant in India. So that we already did. So definitely, please do that because there are tax rules that you have to be aware of. There are uh, financial. Uh, I would say start mobilizing your money to India. If you have stocks in the US, then I would say consolidate all your accounts. So I had Robinhood, we had Betterment, we had Fidelity, and other other accounts. So we started consolidating them into one account. Uh, there is a good app called Mint. Yeah. That we used. So that consolidates all your account. Then you can see it's like a one-stop shop. You can see everything over there through that app. So I'm still in. I'm still looking for a similar app in India. So if somebody is into the software by domain who wants to, you know, do something, I I would recommend you know studying that app and uh, doing something like that in for India. Yeah. So cool. I, I, yeah, I think mobilizing money, mobilizing finances, talking to your 401k, talking to your in, insurance providers, uh, that that would really help start it. Get an insurance in India as well. Mm-hmm. So you refer there the health insurance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oops. Um. All right. Um. I know. I think we have covered quite a few topics here. Is there anything that uh, we haven't touched? Uh. That is something that you want to bring up and share. Uh. That could help with the team. Um. Uh, I think uh, do your research. Uh. So this one thing. Are you moving out of the U.S. because you are not happy with the location that you are staying in? Is very important. So for us, uh, we, we we traveled a lot. We traveled almost twenty six states out of fifty. Uh, so we kind of knew, uh, you know. So our our reasons were not specific to that. Our reasons to go outside US were not uh, state specific. So even if we lived in California and Florida, then in our pros and cons list, few numbers would have changed. But probably we still had the basic. Yeah. So immigration would have been an issue still. Story. The distance between India and US would still have been a factor. So, parents' health, yeah, proximity to parents could still been a factor. So, get those factors down. Get those core factors down that are really important for you. Move irrespective of where you stay. Are you staying in the US just because you are bored of the US? Uh, are you? Do you want to come back to India just because you think India is more fun? Because when we come to India for traveling, is very different than when we come back here for good. Yes. So uh, and then the other thing is, if you really want to come back to India, please come back. Please go visit before, India. Before before we made the decision. decision. So that's what we did. We made the decision in March, and previously before January. March in January, we had come to India for a visit, and that's where we looked at India from a very different perspective in that trip that we hadn't done in the previous trips. Mm-hmm. So we met people who were living in India, friends who were living in India, and we talked to them about the life in India in general, how is the life. And we started looking at things that okay, how would I feel if I'm living here now? Am I going to like this? What's going around me? For example, go to a bank, talk to a CA, talk to a tax advisor, and just see how those they offer services. Get comfortable with those type of services. Like even today, going to a bank, you know, you have to physically go to a bank to do something, right? 
So uh, you know, start start paying electricity bills for some for your friends or for your parents, and see how the process goes, and make sure that okay, you have to do this every month now. Yeah. Would work for you? Talk to the domestic help and understand what kind of issues, challenges we'll face with that with that aspect. Um, you know, which which locality locality you have to stay. Now, I am not promoting a book here because I don't know that person. Uh, in the, you know this person. Um, in a very intimate way, but she is graduated from the same college that I went to for my bachelor's. She is my senior, and she has written a very good book called Back Home. Her name is Nupur Dave. So we recommend that read this book. It's a really good book. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and emotional, an emotional guide for NRIs on the fence about moving to India. It covers a lot of topics, and it very it it did rhyme with us. Because I think the good thing about her or the book is she's not telling you whether you should stay in the US or not stay in the US, go back or not go back. She's giving you all the possible factors for you to think about them and then make your own decision. So it was a really good book. Like we read it twice before even we made the decision, and we started underlining the things that we really loved about the book. Writing is very casual, but it did help. Okay. Thank you very much for the recommendation. I think you know uh, something watching you know that helped you with your journey, uh, and especially uh, you know providing all the aspects to consider right with the move. And at the end of the day, that's your decision. But somehow guiding through the process, uh, you know, would definitely help a lot of people. And uh, really appreciate recommending. I think you know uh, the goal here is to help people who are aspiring with the move uh, in terms of the decision process and what could help in. Uh, making the right decision for them at their journey in the life. Uh, so that's always the growth. True. Yeah. Great. Uh, so I have like this rapid four, uh, just for the fun. Um, so what's the surprise thing that you encountered after returning to India? Oh, the digitalization. Oh my God. You can just sit home and have everything delivered to you and you don't have to have cash in your wallet. You don't have to carry a wallet. You can just carry a phone and even even if you have to pay a rupee for, I don't know, if you buy a chocolate or whatever, you don't have to give cash for that. It's all digitalized. I think that was... That's really good. Yeah, I love that about India. Yeah. We felt first landed in India because we didn't have GPA registered. <laughs> so that was, that was a fun to begin with. I mean, that's what's about US. You don't really use cash a lot in US. You use cards. But over here, it's a completely different game with GPA and UPI. Yeah. For sure. I think UPI is so much advanced in India than in any other countries, like with the payment system. Um, as you said, no need to take even your wallet, right? Just the phone and that suffice, like, you know, for doing all the transactions. Like, yeah, even, even your utilities get linked to your U UPI and it reminds you that this is the bill you have and you have to pay it. Like, mm. Yeah. Really. So, what's your favorite travel destination in India? So, in around, so we live in Pune. So, in and around Pune, I think we uh, travel a lot to this port called Sihabad. Um, she's from Nashik. Yeah, my favorite destination is Nashik because is <laughs> there. I've grown up over there, and I I just love Nashik compared to all the metro cities, Pune, Mumbai. Nashik is still a growing city, and it has its peace and so, if I'm looking for that peace and calm, I'll go with it last. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite Indian dish? Amras. 
Oh yeah, mango. Cool. <laughs> and this is the season. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the availability of having chai. I keep mentioning chai because I'm a really chai person. So even in the US, when we used to visit, you know, these national parks or whatever, and it used to be cold, and like, bus ek chai milni chahiye thi. And that happens over here. Like we went to Kashmir and all those snow-clad mountains, snow around us, and we had hot cup of chai in our hands. So. And the last one is, uh, what's the best part of living in India? If you have to pick, I mean, your favorite part. For me, I think it's the excess. So I am a big Indian classical music fan. I think both of us are. She's learning Indian classical music. So I think the uh, the the frequency at which we can go to those concerts. So we are at liberty to reject. Um. <laughs> uh, in the US, we are kind of stuck with whatever you know, whatever we we, we had at that time. I think uh, we are both fans of plays. Yeah, we drama and Marathi plays and uh, drama. Yeah. So uh, we we have watched a lot of them in the past six months. Yeah, I think also the biggest thing is um, meeting your family so frequently, because when we were in the US. we used to meet our nieces and nephews after a year and they have grown up so much in a year and you they kind of stop relating to you kind you kind of stop relating to them but when you're here you meet them frequently you know what's going on in their in their lives and i think that's a big thing yeah and definitely thank you very much for sharing that i didn't know that both of you were into classic music and like into the plays uh, and uh, having that luxury to decide which one you want to choose versus you know uh, uh, definitely i think you know that definitely opens up uh, the options that you have uh, because of uh, you know the place in india yeah and then the biggest thing is we can leave our daughter with the grandparents and just go <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah cool uh, so i think first of all thank you very much uh, for taking the time and sharing uh, your uh, experience your thought process uh, really appreciate like how you went uh, with like a rational thinking of uh, you know uh, decision making of the move back to india and uh, uh, and your journey so far uh, and uh, i wish you all the best and uh, thanks again for all your time and uh, spending the time to share your story today thanks sir thank you so thank much thank you so much, much.